Everybody, this is Ray Renati, and you have reached Green Room on Air. How you doing? That was my good friend Carly Ozard, as always, singing her version of the famous Simon and Gar Funkle tune, Bridge Over Troubled Water, the disco version. Hey, y'all. Thanks for tuning in with moi, your host, Ray Renati, or in Latin, Remundus Renatus. You know, here in the green room, we talk to entertainers from all over the globe. And today, today, we have some very special guests for y'all, which I will get to in a moment. But first, you know, you know, if you dig this show, tell your friends, tell three friends, and so on, and so on. And and after a while, we'll have millions and millions of listeners, and it'll will all be because of you telling that one important friend. Wouldn't you love that? Wouldn't you love to have that 15 seconds of fame? Of course you would. Of course you would. And you don't want anyone to be deprived of this great show. So go tell all your friends. You know, you can listen to Green Room on Air on any of the major podcasting platforms like Stitcher and... Uh, Apple Podcasts and Podbean and, oh God, what other so many of them? Sp- uh, Spotify, iHeart, and uh, YouTube as well. I, I have a lot up on my YouTube channel. Just, just search on YouTube or on the various internets in your Googles. Just search for uh, Green Room on Air with Ray Renati and, and your page will be filled up. Green Room on Air with Ray Renati. All right, enough of that plugging. I love plugging, but we have to get down to business. Now, today, we have a very special show for you. I spoke with two finalists. Many of you may know from the the television show, the amazing TV show, American Idol, that's been around for years now. Diana DeGarmo and Ace Young. And guess what? They're married. That's right. Two married idols. Now, both of them are talented way past the American Idol stage. But just to remind you, Diana DeGarmo came in uh, second in the third season of American Idol. And uh, she was runner-up to Fantasia Barino. Uh, Okay. That was in 2004, and I was a huge fan of American Idol at that time. And Ace Young, Ace Young was in the fifth season of American Idol, and he made it to the top seven in the finals. Anybody who makes it to the finals are awesome. Are awesome. Yeah, that was in 2006. Now, just a little background here. Diana... uh, was in a show that I was uh, in, West Side Story, at the American Musical Theater of San Jose back in uh, 2005, a year after she was runner-up in American Idol. We were both in West Side Story. And uh, because she was just off the big fame at American Idol, we used to sell out these shows. It was awesome. I felt like I was on Broadway. 
It was a 2,500-seat theater in San Jose called the uh, San Jose Center for Performing Arts with the American Musical Theater of San Jose, which has since gone defunct, unfortunately. That was our little corner of Broadway here in San Jose. And uh, it was a wonderful show, and uh, we had a lot of fun back then. Diana was just a... Uh, <laughs> I won't say how old she was. She was very young. And... Uh, and Ace, her husband, is just a, a great guy. It was so much fun talking to both of these people. Uh, and I don't mean just people. I mean, I actually consider them friends. They're so friendly uh, and down to earth. And uh, I, was, I, I was just so happy they wanted to be on my show here. And let me tell you a little bit about Diana. Um, she's a songwriter. Uh, she's an all-out entertainer from stage to screen. Diana DeGarmel has conquered it all, conquered it all, and then some. Her powerhouse vocals shot her right to the top uh, of fame on American Idol and opened all kinds of doors for her to numerous Broadway and off-Broadway shows, uh, national and international tours. She had a recurring role on The Young and the Restless, the, the daytime show uh what do you call them what do you call those things soap operas <laughs> you know in uh, france they call the young and the restless the, the title is le feu de mort le feu de mort and my mother-in-law was a huge fan of that show and so she was a huge fan of diana de garmo i didn't tell diana that that's right she has since passed uh mammy love mammy God rest your soul, Mimi. God bless you. And uh, also, you can listen to Diana's newest musical creation, Gemini, anywhere you find fine music. Now, Ace Young, he's a man of many, many talents and has the credits to back them. You know, even before his multiple number one hits as a songwriter. Ace was just wowing millions on television shows like American Idol and also a TV show, which apparently was pretty darned good, called Half and Half. Now, I've never seen it, but I think you can get it on Prime Video. His Grammy-nominated song, It's Not Over, gave way to his own BMA Pop Award and many other songwriting acclaims. Ace has starred on stages all around the world, uh, from Broadway and Hair and Greece, touring the country in Joseph and the amazing Technicolor Green Coat. Green Coat? <laughs> Joseph and the amazing Technicolor Dream Coat. And he's also been on U.S. aircraft carriers across the oceans with the USO, training, entertaining those troops. His next chapter of artistry has him sitting in the producer, writer, and artist chairs for his newest acoustic album, Up All Night. I was listening to that today. It's a nice, nice album. Very, very well done. I really enjoyed it. Now, Diane Ace um, actually met in that production of Hair that I just mentioned, that Broadway production. And um, if you want to see something that will move your heartstrings, just Google on YouTube. Not Google. Search on YouTube for uh, Ace Young and Diana DeGarmo engagement. There you will see Ace 
I believe at the surprise of almost everyone uh, getting on stage and proposing to Diana on national television. <laughs> I think that was in, in 2010. It's, it's, it's a wonderful uh, video. They, Diana looked absolutely surprised. I don't think it was planned. Uh, it, it will warm the cackles, the cackles of your heart. Yes, indeedy. Yes, indeedy. So, um, now I need to give a plug because Ace and Diana are both going to be starring in an online musical, Broadway musical, First Date, First Date, which was played on Broadway. And you're going to hear about that in our chat here in one minute. Uh, it sounds like they did an, an incredible job with this thing. I'm really looking forward to to watching it on my computer, which maybe I'll put to the television. Although I'm going to be in Europe, so I'm going to have to uh, I'm going to have to make sure that I figure out these times, which are in Pacific Daylight Time on the website, at least on my browser, and uh, convert them to France time. I hope I don't have to get up at like four in the morning to watch. Anyway, first date will be playing from Friday, July 23rd through Sunday, July 25th. And you're only going to have, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, five opportunities to see the show. I'll put a link in the show notes so you can rush to get your tickets. First date, the virtual Broadway musical. Yes. Now soon all this Zoom stuff will hopefully go away and we can get back to normal theater now that the COVID is almost under control. Yay! Yay, COVID! Okay, everybody. Ah, let's get to the, uh, the interview here. I think I did a pretty good job. I know I had a hell of a lot of fun. So without any further ado, I bring you... Diana DeGarmo and Ace Young. Okay, so I have to wear a hat also because otherwise I'm a racer head. <gasps> I like, uh, well, look I have, at that. Because I have a skylight here. <laughs> it's you your own a, personal spotlight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, so, color, that color looks great. Well, <laughs> and it's the COVID hair still. I got to go get a haircut, man. He got a haircut for the first time for the gig we just wrapped, and it's already grown out. He, oh, he is a human Q-tip. So. <laughs> so, oh, so yeah, yeah. See, that's how mine used to be when I was your age. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited for mine to get all the silver fox. Yes. Which Diana <laughs> almost remembers, maybe. Um, <laughs> I do. I can't believe it's been that long ago. We won't even say how many years that was. But yeah, time has flown. Crazy. Yeah, I had to get this straight. Yeah, so um, what was the gig that you just wrapped? We just wrapped the virtual revival of First Date, the musical. We were actually supposed to, we were set to take that out on tour. Uh, actually, we would have been out on the road right about now, probably wrapping up the tour, doing just like a six-month kind of jaunt. Yeah. And uh, COVID, of course, put a gnarly twist in everyone's plans. And so we kind of thought the show, uh, along with many other projects, was kind of at the end of its road and didn't expect to do much. And over last fall, I got asked to do a small digital production of Disenchanted. 
And we had a lot of fun, uh, lots of learning <laughs> to, to try and put together a show with everyone in their own homes, with the company, you know, sending us lights, sending us costumes, showing us how to set up the green screens and all this jazz. I ended up doing a second production with them of Brooklyn, a virtual production of that. And then the director was like, oh, my gosh, what about first date? You and your husband are actually in the same space. We could make the show work because we have two actors in the same space. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Two thirds of our house became a green screen and we had iPhones and lights and props and food and hair and sound and and everything. And we had to do all of it. So every time we did a take, we had to turn on three cameras, turn on two audio devices, slate all of them, and then email them when we're done with that. Hit a little airbud so it, we could play the track through our little earpieces that was on the computer. And we'd be on a live with three other actors that are at home on their green screen, and we made our whole house green. So it was, wow. it was pretty That's, intense. Yeah. And so they gave you all the, they sent you all this stuff, and then they gave you the instructions. Yes. And they yes. actually, they actually to walked us through it. So they got on on with us, and they would. They would set up the lights with us and then they would say, okay, now shoot this scene and send it to us. They would would try to put it into the the digital world they were creating. And if they had any light flares or anything they couldn't cue out, they would come back and they'd say, okay, let's try to move this light a little bit more on the ceiling and have it more of a flare. They they taught us stuff we didn't even know. And just going from the production I was able to do with, with a few gals back in the fall of Disenchanted up into uh, what we just did, it was like night and day. We just seeing how much that, you know, we, we artists, we figure it out. We're going to, yeah. you know, no matter what, right. Right. So just watching that team come together and just, you know, really make it super efficient and um, super cool to see how much they were able to grow with technology and, and just with the capabilities they were able to create from disenchanted up to first date. Even so, for instance, this show, uh, we got a storyboard artist, which was, so cool. So it's kind of this hybrid of film and theater. It's really neat. We actually neat. had shots drawn out like a comic book. So we got to match the angles of the shots. We got to actually figure out what the tone is. The one thing that was really different for me as an actor is when you're in, when you're doing a scene, you just want to make sure it's believable. You're like, well, did I believe it? Was I in it? This was totally different. This was like, okay, so beyond that, was the beer level right? Okay, was was my hair going the same way as yesterday? Were the lights the exact same? Like it just the took continuity it to another, and, took it to another level. Yeah, and, and then everything op- everything's opposite too, right? It's like you go that. Yes. Oh, I was just doing that right now in my hat. I can't get it straight because I kept pulling it the wrong direction. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is somebody on my left or are they on my right? Yeah, yeah. Now, did they, did, now I, I'm looking forward to really watching this. July 23rd through, I have it here on my screen, through what? Uh, July 25th. So you really got to get on the ball. You can't, you, so, you have to remember, put it yeah. in your calendar, July 23rd through July 25th. First Another date, thing. the virtual Broadway musical. Five streams, five live streams. So there'll be like live performances. You will buy a ticket through StellarTickets.com, and you will buy a ticket for a performance. So it'll be one of those days. You'll have five chances to see the show. They are editing furiously right now, putting us all together in the bar, and and uh, it's really cool because unlike uh, you know on stage, you have just you know your certain limit physical limitations, but when you're in a green screen the sky is the limit. So once we were, I think all of us actors and the creative team 
And we were able to kind of embrace that freedom. We're so still kind of used to having everything, you know, uh, in 3D or in, in person. If we can't make it, it's not going to be real. But in a virtual world, you can make anything happen. And there, I think that's really going to help this cute, adorable, fun show really just leap off the page. Yeah. And, and so is this actually live or are you taping it and then showing it? The show has already all been pre-filmed, okay. and uh, but we did it all as as single takes. So everything wow. is filmed live, and then they are editing it all together. Uh, so we filmed it like a movie. So yeah. we would do, you know, a bit of a scene here, and then a bit of a scene there, and then we would film some things on our own, and then we would film some things live together. So as Ace would say, was saying earlier, like the cast would be on, we'd all be on Zoom, I so see. we would all have our earpieces in, and we would be listening to everyone, and we would all slate together at the top. <laughs> oh wow! And, because everybody at their oh. home had to record their audio and their video, so oh. yeah. our director would be on Zoom with all of us, so we were in the same time. Right. Zooms lag, and yes. you're like fighting that that speed of it. So this was literally like she'd look at us and she'd go, "Okay, three, two, one." <laughs> Clap. And everybody would clap so that the audio would line up. And then when they got all the audio from all different people, they could line it all up and go to town. Yeah. It's going to oh, be wow. really cool. What an edit guy. You must have a good editor. Oh. I'm very thankful it's not me. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're talking weeks and weeks. So um, are they uh, is it all like in a Zoom screen or do they actually overlapping you like in OBS or something? Um, so the actual, the visual that the audience will see, will see us in a bar. They will see us in a setting awesome. uh, in New York City. Awesome. Uh, it's really, really cool. Full-size body shots, yeah. close-up shots, you name it. it. It's so amazing. Like yeah. I said, from what, like Disenchanted, we, it was very much, it looked like a Zoom kind you of. In your boxes. We were yeah. all in our little boxes just from like the waist up. It was, you know, kind of contained that way. And then watching, you know, when we did Brooklyn, Brooklyn, we started getting more full body shots, but again, we were all single, single actors. So I, <laughs> I had little sticky notes all over around the outside of my camera being like, okay, Q is this tall. So I can look up this way and look at Q's sticky. He's up here. And then uh, <laughs> um, Felicia's sticky is she's this tall. So I can look at her little sticky oh, notes. Oh, wow. Cool. I talk to her, <laughs> but thank goodness because Ace and I could be in the same space. Uh, and for the show first date, it does mostly revolve around our two characters staying in this one place at the restaurant. Perfect. So it was, we were able to really, um, really do some cool stuff that I think is going to look really neat and very different. And I hope this kind of hybrid platform finds its home because it makes theater so much more accessible to folks. You know, mm -hmm. the ticket prices are way cheaper and anyone around the world can see it. So it's just fun that, you know, that this has kind of been a little beautiful thing that has blossomed out of all of this, uh, Happy year. So maybe it may be a new platform to try out new musicals or revive old musicals and also give a lot of actors that, that aren't getting the jobs going back up yet some work. Mm -hmm. For sure. You know, um, I, like a lot of people are working in L.A. now that are all over the country, you know, that you don't have to be in L.A. anymore to be in a commercial or a TV show, apparently. Um, yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah. We live in Nashville. So who would have thought, you know, yeah. we got to, we've gotten to continue to create from our own living room. <laughs> yeah. It's fantastic. You know, um, SF shakes here. They did something like that early on what you guys did, but they did it live, which was a little bit of a mistake because the internet was, you know, kind of slow. So people's noses got cut off and, Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> but, but they did what you're talking about. They gave everybody all the equipment and then they overlapped them, you know, 
in OPM, yeah. I guess. And, oh, wow. Uh, they look like they're in the same room. They even had like sword fights and except the nose. That's so cool. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the hard part with the internet. You just can't trust what it's going to be from day to day. So even for us, while we were recording, there were days that it was crystal clear. And then some days we would all get on and we're like, oh, Definitely oh, somebody's somebody's not working. And they're like, I said, <laughs> they, they, they'd hit this moment where everybody's moving and we're all reading and all of a sudden they'd be like yeah it's all of that <laughs> and it's like stuck and you're going i know you have the word yeah and we're, oh. we're all thinking like are they kidding oh no they're actually frozen. No, they're frozen. Oh, okay. right, we'll do this again when they're in that that's so cool you know i did an online reading like that and was actually in the script where everyone froze like that <laughs> it was a comedy thing and uh except for one person yeah it was, it was a blast Oh, that's all too real. Uh, <laughs> I think we should start doing this to our friends when we actually sit down at a real table and eat together. We just, just freeze. Everybody has to hit them. Oh, yeah, yeah. I had a Zoom moment. <laughs> and that digital world oh. just came with us. Today. In memory of Zoom, let's remember, all have a freeze. Remember that time we were all locked in our house for a year and a half? <laughs> now, is this first date, was it ever on Broadway? It was. It yeah. ran in uh, twenty. 18? That's what I thought. It's I looked it up. Clinic. Yeah, it ran for a, a, almost a, a year. Almost a year, and uh, it was with Zachary Levi and Krista Rodriguez. It, it's a really adorable show. Uh, it's on YouTube if anybody wants to see it. Uh. <laughs> hey, but Wait, I, I don't think we can, we can oh. say say that 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 title. It's on MeToo. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, well, they'll demonetize me, yeah. and, and I won't make my twenty cents. MeToo, you I just want to say I'm so happy that you guys did this because I mean, like from my point of view, I don't want to take this. So I just want to let you know. I mean, Diana, like I, I was a huge uh, American Idol fan, and then like a, two years later, like I'm in the show with you, like being mean as hell to Maria, like three <laughs> times a night, which I felt weird about. And then uh, Ace, you were fantastic, and then you guys got married, and I'm like, oh, this. And I saw, I was like, oh my god, what the per the perfect couple. I mean, and then I've been watching your Instagram. You guys are hilarious. It looks like you have. So, I mean, it looks like you have so much fun. Thank you. That's I mean, every time I watch your stuff, life. I'm just like, like, oh my god. <laughs> it's a pretty crazy life that we have, but we like it. <laughs> we, we try to find the fun in everything because our 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 humor is genuine. Yeah, the world is ironic, so we try to find the fun in everything. That's for sure. That's for sure. <laughs> How are your little dog? How many dogs do you have? You have a so we we for a long time had one dog. Her name was Rosie. Yeah. She lived to be uh, almost 17 years old. She passed yeah. in 2019 and she was our our firstborn, our only child. We we have her immortalized everywhere around our yeah. house. We have a rose we have, where she's buried is our a rose now. garden. A rose garden we buried for. Oh, okay. For, we get to look at her every day. And uh, so I started supporting a local charity here called the Tennessee Dachshund Rescue, but mostly, you know, with donations and other kind of more virtual ways to help out because we were always on the road. Well, fast forward to, um, you know, a shutdown and we were sent home from the show we were on. We were trying almost opening a show in Chicago and uh, we came home and, you know, like many of us, we were definitely in the blues of where do we go? What's happening? And TDR, Tennessee Docs and Rescue needed some help. So we decided to start fostering uh, over this last year. And we are now on our 15th and 16th puppies. Uh, these are not puppies. We actually have an elderly little senior couple. They're just the cutest. You have 16 dogs? Not now. Oh, oh okay. Right. <laughs> so since quarantine started, we 
have had 16 dogs live in our house and get find their forever home. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. 16th it, now. We also, right. we also I had a puppy mill rescue where we, we helped transport over 120 in a night. And then we had, that was a puppy thing in our house for six months because they were property of the state. So yeah. we had brand new puppies with all the things and we had to get them all healthy. Oh yeah. That was a, an exciting time. It was about a Ooh. year ago now that we, we picked up those little those little runs we thought we were just going to help get them from point A to point B. Turns out they needed a foster and somehow they came to our house and we for slept, six months. And we slept for two hours at a time. <laughs> but they were adorable. Now we get to follow them and see what they're up to. And they're huge. So it's yeah. nice. To see yeah. I, I saw you life. walking your first two there on the Instagram. That was kind of fun. <laughs> oh, they are a hoot. They are constant entertainment. And it's just, you know, it's completely, um, it, it's just pure love. They've been, I think they've helped us just as much as, as we hope that we've helped them over yeah. the last year. And it's good to see them go to their, their forever homes and find the perfect families. And then we get more in. So it just, it keeps what a great. What a great thing. What a great thing. Yeah, I mean, awesome. uh, I'm a, I'm a total dog lover myself. I, I, once I, uh, I babysat uh, an actor, friend of mine's dachshund. She had to travel somewhere. What smart dogs. Oh my God. It was so Sometimes much a little too smart. <laughs> yes. Well, I had to take care of her dachshund and her golden retriever. I'll tell you right now, there's no comparison in terms of brain power. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to diss golden retrievers, but, you know. Uh, the dachshund ran the roost, right? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. The little dog. It was a miniature, too. And the golden was, but the dachshund ran, every, ran the show, man. That sounds accurate. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And, and like a door, the door was a little, the dachshund knew how to open the door and stuff. And the, Golden Cheever's like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> oh, yeah. We have no privacy in this house. No matter where you go, they just want to see where you are. So it's like you're, you know, about to get into the shower or something like that. You'll just hear a little nose nudge. And because <laughs> we have an old house where nothing is square anymore. So they're just like, doop, doop. excuse me. Oh, you're you're good. OK. OK. All right. We're just we're just checking. All right. We'll be back in 30 minutes. OK. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> we made our whole porch dachshund friendly. So we have a screen door with a doggy door. And the whole mm -hmm. porch is locked in now so they can go out all the time, 24-7, and look outside, bark at things, and come back in. Cool. Do doggy hotel. They don't feel, they don't feel trapped in the house yeah. ever. <laughs> now, can dogs and squeeze down like cockroaches and go under uh, gates and they things? They try. Thankfully, they're a little chunkier, typically. So they, they're not quite but as wiggly. Puppies, oh, now we, they could get out of we had, I mean, they could slide under <laughs> any any type of fence that you did. It was yeah. insane how, we, how they snuck We would the wake up and you just look over and there was one in particular, Chip, this little black and tan puppy. I mean, he was the runt of the litter and just the epitome of that personality. He could always squeeze out and you'd wake up and just roll over in the morning. He, you'd look down. And he's just like, hi. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> we didn't know how he got out at first because when they were puppies, they were like mice size. And Chip, this little dude, he would climb like Wolverine using his claws, he would <laughs> climb the anything that we put fabric wise inside the towel, area, blanket, towel blanket. Yeah. He would climb it and then he would just jump off the table. And the table is like five times his height and he'd just go, woo, and he'd land and keep and going. Somehow be in our house in our room. Like, wow. It was insane. He's a little daredevil. <laughs> and his dogs are amazing. Oh, we had to just bring our dog in today to have she's 13. She's a uh, a little miniature labradoodle, but she has to have one of her eyes taken out. Oh no! I'm yeah. so sorry. Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, luckily, dogs are so adaptive and they're just so courageous. So she'll she'll be totally fine. Or she or he? What's her name? She, yeah, she. she. Foxy. Yeah. Foxy. Well, we were going to dress her up like a pirate. You know, get a patch and a pirate's costume and you know teach her how to say. <laughs> there you <"Arr."> go. <laughs> Set up ours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stop the bark. Just, just. You're just <laughs> Yeah, something new to learn. <laughs> so, um, so who who else is in your cast here? It looks like you have a quite a stellar class cast besides you two, who are the the yes, you two are the stars yeah. of the show, right? And then you have some other Thank people. You. Yes, everyone else. So everyone else in the bar yeah. becomes all the people in our minds, which are the different peoples of our lives. So. Uh, Ace's character, Aaron, has like his best friend, uh, Gabe. College buddy. College. Yeah. Who's kind of like, you know, that bro that every uh, most guys have, you know, it's like, we're going to get this girl. It's going to be great. We're going to we're going to get you through this. And then, you know, his dead grandma comes back. And um, (laughs) oh, golly, I have like a a best friend uh, played by Nick Searley. Um, he's hilarious. Who's always trying to call and help bail me out. He's like my, my get out of jail free card, but I don't yeah. answer the phone. So we end up hearing his voicemails that they just kind of slowly progress until he's in pure panic mode because I'm not answering. And then Aurelia is my ex-girlfriend who I did, uh, did a show in Pittsburgh with. Yeah. She- she was amazing. Yeah, Aurelia plays uh, uh, actually your ex-fiance of the show. Ex-fiance. And, uh, real ex-fiance yeah. in real life? No, no, no. Oh, oh, oh okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we to be relatable, so we live for real people. <laughs> no method acting here. We're going yeah. for the real deal. Uh, but yeah, they, and Jen Sanchez plays my sister, and um, Vishal, our friend Vishal, oh, plays the waiter. And, and like uh, three other characters. Yeah, many, but they play about four to five other characters as well as those characters. So we're lucky. We only have to be one person <laughs> the whole show. Everyone else gets all these different fantastic, colorful characters. And it just, it's really fun, but it's a heartfelt show. It's kind of got a more of an old school vibe, even if, even though it is a, still a very modern contemporary piece, the music is, is definitely, you know, pop contemporary musical theater. It's super catchy. Um, a few of the songs have gone on to kind of have their own life. Uh, my character's kind of big number called Safer has definitely found its it's life beyond the show in like the cabaret and kind of um, concert and musical world. theater auditioning. Songs. Yes. <laughs> Lots of ladies like to sing it. I, <laughs> I have discovered. And uh, it's just, it's a really good feel good show. And it makes you think it, it brings up lots of fun topics that I think it has Lots of moments that people can relate to mm-hmm. where, you know, you're like, oh, golly, I've, I've watched that date happen or I've been on the other side of that table when that date happened. And we go over all those topics that everybody, you know, has to kind of figure out what, when they're meeting someone new, like whether it's religion or kids or baggage or whatever the, the stuff is that we're, we're carrying into this new relationship. We get to actually navigate it with Casey and Aaron in real time on their first date and see where does it go from there. Yeah, and so the show starts literally in real time. So you're with us from the beginning of the date to the end of the date, and you get to go through all the things that we get to go through. You get to see that you can't judge a book by its cover. <laughs> but you can, but you can't. <laughs> well, yes. yes, yes. <laughs> you can, but maybe you shouldn't. <laughs> but it, it, was, it was so much fun. It was, it was a blast to do, and we were actually hoping that it gets picked up to where we can do it a couple times on our real feet, on a real stage. Yeah, yeah. real humans. That would be great. Standing next to one another. Yeah, so fingers crossed. It must have been so wonderful to be in the same space like that where you can actually do some real acting with each other. It was. 
And for Ace and I, most of the time, most of the shows we've done are more music heavy or music centric yeah. shows. Uh, you know, whether it's Joseph, which, you know, I think five words are spoken in the whole show. <laughs> um, opera, yeah. Or, yeah. Or, you know, um, other things that we've done. So, so this one, it was really great to have something that was more book heavy for us. It was great to dive into these characters and to really have a chance to kind of challenge ourselves in that way. And because our characters the scenes, find the yeah. spots where you could actually do something personal that you think the character should do. Yeah. Everyone else it. actually sings a lot more in the show than we do, but we have our moments. So don't worry. <laughs> do you have a director who was like uh, helping you as you were working yes. the scenes. Cool. Yes. Her name uh, is Meg Fofanoff. Yeah. She is amazing. Uh, she with art lab and showtown, uh, they just put together a fantastic, really, you know, great, diverse, um, knowledgeable group of of cast and crew. Like everyone got like what we were doing that, you know, we're, we're just trying, we're keeping art alive in this new platform. We're creating something new. We all don't have all the answers, but we're going to figure it out if we work together. And, you know, each day served its own challenges, whether it was, oh, the phone, um, you know, the, the, life is the it died it's now full of oh it's full the storage is full that was the word i was looking oh, for yeah. so oh yes oh golly phone storage you couldn't do more than one day of shooting oh, on right. a phone because it didn't have enough storage because we're filming in 4k so those are yes. huge files so, so we found out on day two because we had already done all all day one and they were like just hold on to the videos till we make sure we have all your your downloads so then we start filming on day two and all the phones just went Oh, right. Pure panic. Like, Pure um, panic. <laughs> everything's not broken. Give us a second. And They're we full. figured it out. Yeah, yeah. They were full. So we yeah. had to literally dump every day all the footage that we got, uh, which is terrifying. Oh, my gosh. I don't know if they have it. But at the same point, they, they gave us the clear. Like, in yeah. the morning, the first thing they said was, got every take. Yeah. You can dump everything yeah. off. Ev ev after every day, Meg and our editor would go through everyone's footage to make sure they got what they needed uh, in case we had to do any reshoots or if something happened. Because, you know, that would be like maybe the sound had a blurb. Or, so if the sound and the and the video was not the same, if there was a mess up on either way, either side, you'd have to redo that take. And luckily, we only had a couple little small things that happened and they happened early on. So we were able to take care of it and... Um, you know, sound associates sent out everyone these big giant packages of sound equipment, which I, oh, I wish we could have kept, but I get why they wanted it back. Fine. Are they giving <laughs> stuff, huh? Oh, <laughs> just, just made us sound so good. It was yeah, so yeah. cool, you know? And, <laughs> like, no. <laughs> sound is so hard. Oh my God, I've learned so yeah. much, the, you know. It is. And, you know, and every oh. day we would get on and the whole team would be there. So you could go from film team to sound team to, scene work with the director and they would you know you would check in with all your teams and if you were filming off by yourself that stuff that didn't involve anyone else you could just sign off zoom go record upload and then go on with your day uh but the uploading that oh. was uh, the part that uh really thinks about uh, uploading 4k videos that are high apple didn't think about uh, like okay you can shoot in 4k but they never thought about how to get it off the phone yeah, right? How do you yeah. Even, it takes a while even to stay drop it to your hours when you're holding them next to each yeah. other. Yeah. So we we would film and then you know it would take us a good another hour, hour and a half, two, almost three hours. Yeah. You have to hope that it actually videos. works. 
Yeah. yeah. So it, it, take, it took a village again. You know, our, our, every team was on there making sure that the P's and Q's were crossed and, yeah. and, and, you know, I's were dotted, T's were crossed. And, and they had learned from previous productions because they have had people where they would get in and, and if they didn't do a sound check, to make sure that their audio was right, they forget to turn their mic back on. And do a whole yeah. day of recording with no sound. And then oh send all the videos in. They're like, it sounds really good on the phone, but uh, where are the audio files? <gasps> Never turn do it over it's again. It's on your back. You don't see it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So every day when we started, they checked everything. And then they're like, okay, you're free. Go. <laughs> Just like in a regular stage production. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. We, had a, we had a half hour call and then we had we gave ourselves in a half hour before that to prep food, get ourselves ready, switch all the batteries out, switch all the batteries, yeah. Yeah. batteries, we used lots of batteries. I'm so, sorry, Mother Earth, we used so many batteries. <laughs> yeah, we could have we could have made a battery battery powered car with those. Yeah, a lot of double A's. Yeah. 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 Gosh, just incredible. You know, maybe, maybe some of these things will be incorporated into live shows when we, when we uh, return, you know, I, years ago, I saw a no coward play where they did a lot of this early on and I was just blown away. They had a screen and people would walk through the screen and all of a sudden they'd be in the screen and they would be interacting with people on the stage who they were just on stage with. It was some Canadian theater company. It was like 10 years ago. Wow, maybe, that maybe, is maybe really cool. that now. It's yeah, so cool, it's, like when you have a giant screen in high resolution, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You can have an army I, I on think that. we're going to start to see a lot of things come out of this past year that are going to be positive in that way. And I do hope that, um, that we can, we can remember what, that we, we survived it. We got through it and we can use it as a leaping point from us to create something new and exciting for the next generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And hopefully not for the next, uh, Virus. <laughs> no. No, no, more, no, 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 no more viruses. Let's no, I've had enough of the viruses. Forget. <laughs> had enough of the viruses. So did I've, you even, t- I've even thought of just wearing masks for traveling. <laughs> I used to wear like a scarf when I got on an airplane and put yeah. it in my head and pass out. And now I might just wear a mask. Oh, no, I'm wearing a bodysuit going full blown bio. No. <laughs> I, don't catch, I don't even want to catch a cold from somebody. <laughs> but then you don't have to worry about like raving fans. No. Uh, Noticing you and like in your heart. <laughs> I don't mind anonymity with face masks. I have to yeah. be honest about that. <laughs> yeah, that must be something. Um, yeah. So did you two actually meet on hair? I read that. Is that right? We did. Not American uh, Idol hair. I'm, yes, yeah. correct. I am very thankful we did not meet when I was doing American Idol because that was a very different time of my life. And that would have been really awkward. You were a baby. Yeah. yeah. So well, luckily we met in 2010. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Broadway revival yeah. of hair. Uh, Ace was cast as Burger. I was cast as Sheila. And our director, uh, Miss Diane Paulus, she told us the first day that we had to become best friends. She was like, I need you all to spend Every meal, every break, I need y'all to know each other really, really well because you have to lead this cast. And we were replacing the Broadway company that had been together for about three years, the original Broadway company. And, you know, they had won the Tony. They had, like, this most incredible chemistry. Chill. Yes. And uh, they had pr- they had left some pretty big bell-bottoms uh, to fill. <laughs> and <laughs> we only had, like, two and a half weeks to replace 28, we had 28 people. people out of a cast of 30, 32. Mm-hmm. And... So we just, I took the note, like any good actor said, okay. And we started hanging out and we didn't realize it, but we were kind of dating then because we were just getting to know one another. And we started to really enjoy each other's company. And 
he was such a gentleman. Um, we were living in kind of a, or I was living in kind of a sketchy part of town and he actually lived across the street. So, uh, he would make sure I could get to my corner safely and then would like watch me down the block and be like, okay, you got home. And <laughs> was this in New York? This was in New York. Yeah. Yeah. I, I lived right by the water, you know, now Times Square bleeds right over into the, by the, by the, by into the water, the but into the Hudson, but yeah. Two years ago, not it so was much. A little sketchy once you got to 10th and 11th. <laughs> if you were on oh, yeah. 42nd Street, you were in the boonies of sorts. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, we, and then life just kind of kept bringing us back together. I went on the road after the show, and you went back to LA. And, mm-hmm. and we saw each other almost every three weeks. Every yeah. three to four weeks, something would bring us in the same city. We just hung out, hung out, hung out. And then right when she finished her nine to five tour, we were sitting in quiet and we asked ourselves, and then each other <laughs> what are we what, what's happening here what is this <laughs> and that was, our, that was our decision moment and we haven't looked back since it's been the yeah. most fun chapter i've had in my life it's been mm-hmm. awesome cool love it love it and we just celebrated eight years eight years married mm-hmm. wow so fast yeah so fast yeah i know i know gosh so um you know, hair Hair and Jesus Christ Superstar were I was just obsessed with when I was a little kid. They were new shows, you know. That's how old I am. And uh, <laughs> well, I think when we first met, Diane, I was like in my early forties, and now I'm almost sixty years old. Well, I won't say how old I was then and what I just turned. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, don't, don't, don't. It doesn't matter if I say. No, uh, no, no, you got to keep that a secret. Uh, yeah, so. I mean, hair is such a wonderful show for bonding, though, anyway, right? I mean, you have to, the cast, like your director said, I mean, you have to become best friends. I mean, otherwise, it's just not, it just won't work if you're yeah. not all. You have such, to- a, such a genuine place to come from that you have yeah. to get rid of your, your shields and your guards mm-hmm. as, as a person that you've created this life in the real world. So it's, uh, it's, it's a really, really important way to start with love. And then work in understanding after that, and then get to the hug with complete strangers. We became a tribe, and you really had to drop any insecurities and trust in the people around you, which we do normally in theater, anyways. uh, You know, because it is a team sport. But in hair, there, there's so much. uh, (laughs) Oh, (laughs) we have a dog. (laughs) We have a dog on set. There's a dog on set. but with, with hair, you really, there's a lot of very vulnerable moments and you have to feel safe to do, to be what, and do whatever it is you need to do for that moment. And our cast, we, we were, we still call ourselves a tribe, we're the Starshine tribe. And we're all still, many of us are still very close. Even if we, we haven't seen each other in a long time, if we spot one another, you know, maybe, maybe not now so much with the pandemic, but, <laughs> but we, you would see each other on the sh- other side of the street. You ah, you'd run across hug. I love you. Yeah. I got to go to an audition. Bye. But uh, it was a special time and a, a lovely show to be a part of. We, we were taught to practice what we preached, which was, I appreciated the message was more than just about being in a show. The message was bigger than us, you know, and especially in that time of what the world was. And, you know, in, in 2008 to 2010 hair was really, it had a platform that a lot of shows just didn't, uh, weren't quite taking advantage of in that way. And hair really paved the way about practicing what they preached and, and being more than just an inner form of entertainment, but a platform that can, make some and bring some positive change to the world and it was it was such a wonderful experience and uh, i met my husband and so many of my my dearest friends through that show 
Wonderful. Yeah, I mean, that, those, that script was written during, you know, the height of Vietnam and and there were a lot of there was a lot of dissension in our country, like there has been for the last 10 or 15 years again, unfortunately. And I mean, one I thing that's still true today is that <clears throat> you matter. Everybody matters. So, yeah. so if you feel a certain way about life and you feel like you're supposed to do something, you're not supposed to let other people tell you different. You're supposed to really understand yourself, love yourself. That's the hardest thing I've, I think I've run into with most people is that they have a really hard time loving themselves yes. to understand that they matter enough to actually follow their dream. And uh, they just kind of fall in line of, of what the world throws at them. And, and that's not normally ending with what you want to do. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, so, yeah, yeah. So you got to make sure you're you're still giving your heart what it wants, and that that was a beautiful thing for me that I took from here as well. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I remember I went and saw it here locally a number of years ago, and they did the nude scene, <laughs> and I knew like half the people of the cast. And I was sitting in the front row, and I'm like, oh man, I'm not sure if I wanted to see that, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was the one show my brother politely was like, I love you, but I don't think I'm going to come to this one. <laughs> I understood. I understood. Uh, I, we both got razzed pretty good by, by some friends and family that did come to see the show about Tushy's running off stage and whatnot. But it was, it was a moment that I am glad I did not pass up on during the show because of course it was optional no one was being forced to do anything but i strongly believed that sheila and Berger, our characters we would be there like no brainer like we would be there in the middle of it and luckily diane and the rest of the team was very um understanding with kind of our our other position of ace and diana you know what i mean we didn't want it to be about oh come see some american idols get naked because that's not what the show or especially what that moment of the show is about right. whatsoever. And we didn't want to take away from it. So we got creative with the direction and it was such a beautiful moment. Yeah. Uh, very liberating. I tell you that. Whew. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Seriously. Yeah. I mean, it, up to it. it was great. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it's, I, I think that that, if you can do that and, and it, and it means something to you it could be one of the one of the highlights of your acting career, you know, in a sense, sure. because you're oh, totally yeah. open. You're totally open. Um, yeah. There's nothing to hide. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I uh, oh, what was I going to say? Oh, God, my, I just had like a, one of those uh, brain fart things. Oh, you guys were in Greece together, huh? We did it we, we here in Nashville, actually. Oh. I called it lovingly Senior Grease because we were, all of us were way too old, <laughs> like the movie. But all of, luckily, the Belmont students were our actual children of the show. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. It was fun to do, to do uh, my, last, my last go as a T-bird with Diana. Oh, okay. Last. So I, I definitely enjoyed that. The only things I could come back for now would be Teen Angel or... <laughs> I guess uh, yeah, it could be Teen Angel or or the DJ, the disc jockey. Oh yeah, you could, yeah. <laughs> it, it was it was really fun. Studio, we did that production with Studio Ten here in Nashville, and it was just a great group of friends. And we've really been lucky. The Nashville theater community has welcomed us with open arms here. You know, we moved in. Um, back in 20, we moved back or I moved back in 2013 and I brought a husband with me and I was like, Hey, theater folks, meet us. And, and, you know, you never know, you don't want to encroach, uh, especially in our regional theaters, 
our, those communities were very tight knit. And you know what I mean? These are no. people that have built things from literally the ground up and you don't want to come swooping in like some out of towner trying to, you know, showboat or anything like that. And uh, we were really lucky that Studio 10 uh, and their family welcomed us with open arms. And we we've made some of the best lifelong friends here. People that have that we, we now lovingly see all over the country and all over other stages. And it was really cool to create that show, kind of have a, a last hurrah for both of us with Greece and then finally let it be put to bed forever. <laughs> well, that's wonderful that you can be part of the community as well. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. Is. It, it's nice to be able to do that. And, and it's, it's different now that we're, that we're adults. When you're a kid, you're in the community. Yeah. You don't really understand. You don't understand how important it is. I remember going up and down the Boulder Creek when we'd have festivals when I was growing up and being able to see what people in my town were doing and making and it blew my mind. And to be able to have that now as an adult in Nashville is pretty awesome. Are you from here? And You're from I'm Boulder? Originally from, I'm originally from Colorado, from Boulder, yeah. Oh, Boulder. Okay, Boulder, Colorado. I thought you said Boulder Creek, California. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I've been 12 years in California. I love California. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, uh, so I saw, who did I see? I saw another American Idol in. He played Teen Angel. What's his name? The guy with the grayish hair. Taylor Hicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. Taylor won. He won my year of uh, American Idol season five. Oh. And he actually did Grease before I did Grease. Yes, I saw that. And he had, he was the one that called me and he goes, man, you got to come do this show. This is so much fun. And he goes, and all the girls, they want to look look at a straight guy. <laughs> They're single and, and ready to mingle. Like, they'll, they'll, they'll go out and they'll hang out with you. And they're so nice. And he's like, he was blown away. And I, then I, I go and, and do Grease as Kaniki. And what do you know? The next show I do on Broadway, I meet my wife. It was it was amazing. Amazing. God. So I, I still owe Taylor Hicks to thank you for that phone call. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your doggy's name there? This is Oliver, one of our fosters. Uh, he is 11 years old, and mm -hmm. he and his girlfriend came, uh, Lily is her name, they came to us when they were surrendered. Uh, their owner passed away, and unfortunately, the, the, the surviving family members could not care for them. And so Miss Lily got a little sick. She had some heartworm treatment done, but she's now fully recovered and healthy, and, and he is clearly such, you know, a ferocious dog. Very, and, um, yeah, he's ferocious. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> He's such a good yeah, guy. Yeah. He was, I, I guess because when Lily was, when we first brought Lily into the program, because she was so sick, he was very protective of her. So he got labeled as aggressive. And uh, you can tell that 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 label has fallen off. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> Dogs can change when their environment changes a lot. Yes. Most definitely. They, they are. They're a reflection of what's around them. So if you ever meet a bad dog, you've just met a bad owner. Exactly. That's what I think. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Ace, did you used to play baseball? I did. I could I did tell. a lot of baseball, a lot of football. I was watching you throw the oranges. I'm like, <laughs> he actually was a pitcher. <laughs> I, was a, I was a backup catcher. I was center fielder for the most time because I was oh. really fast. Well, I could tell I that you. Down, but I pitched. Yeah, and you <laughs> threw the ball. Yeah, you threw the ball like somebody had thrown a lot of balls. I was like, hey, this he guy actually played Athletic. He can do anything, whether it's surfing, wakeboarding, golf football, basketball, baseball, like you hand him a, a sport and he's like, Oh, I've not tried this before. Oh, let me just be incredible at it. Like he's not named ace for, for no reason. Like he, <laughs> it, it blows my mind. I, I'm always like, uh, 
no, I'm going to get hurt. I'll stay right here. Thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Go team. Woo-hoo! That's, that's, that's what I get for being the youngest of five boys is I was always trying to catch them. So I you're older. all the different sports. I was just trying to do everything they did. Yeah. Before I knew it, I was playing everything and I thought everybody did that. And I realized I was very wrong. Yeah, yeah. So you have. Come old- on, we're going wakeboarding. We're gonna go do the the helicopter skiing. You want to come? And Diana's like, I don't ski. <laughs> Did you go helicopter ski? Have you gone helicopter skiing? I've done I've done backcountry skiing my whole life. I grew up racing when I was four till twelve. Wow. I was part of Lake Eldora racing team, and oh, it was so much fun. I've skied once. <laughs> You know what? I skied. I skied since I was a little kid, and then uh, back at the beginning of April, I went skiing after f- five years after I had meniscus surgery, and I was Ooh. doing great. Yeah, I was doing great because um, I'd been working on my strength. And then the last run of the day, I was kind of tired, and I turned, and I don't have a lot of, I don't have as much uh, mobility in my knees, and I snapped my ACL in the left knee. Oh, Ray! No, yeah, yeah. I, I have. I'm supposed to get it operated on, but um, I've been getting. Uh, physical therapy and it's doing great so i don't know if i'm gonna get it oh that's good yeah if the body wants to fix itself yeah well it can't the acl can't heal but as long as you don't like i'm not gonna play playing tennis or anything sideways anymore uh it can be okay i think dang yeah it's crazy man i'm sorry it's it's scary the knees are, are something you never know when you have to let up because they don't really give you a feel like a muscle does. Right. So you just have it, have it, have it. And then it pops. I did that to my Achilles. I ripped my Achilles uh. when I was younger and, and it was just, it was just normal day going about the running, running, running. And then all of a sudden our guy who was doing triple jump and our track and field team wasn't there to do it. And they're like, Ace, we need some numbers, just qualify something. So I ran and did a triple jump. And on that third one in my brain, I heard the rubber band go. Yes, that's what happened to me. Bam! And then my my foot wouldn't move after that. I was like, oh, no. (laughs) So it happens, man. That's it's crazy. No, Tendons are crazy. You. No, thank you. We, we could talk about that for a while. I've, I've I, I had the that. same thing. It was like skiing. I had. I was actually listening to something in my headphones, and I heard this pop, like, and then yeah. like I had pain, and then like, okay, it'll go away. I'll be fine. I'll ski down. I try to ski down. Like, if your tendons aren't there, your your joints are float around like they're like an ice. Yeah. 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 It's like, literally. Yeah. Cause now you're just dependent on the bones, how they rest on each other because there's yeah. nothing to hold it or torque it. So it's like a, it's like a <laughs> sail, it's like a sail that lost its top rope. It's kind of just drooping now, but there's still wind. Yeah. Right. And the crazy thing is, you know, you've done so many shows and you, you did not injure yourself in a show. You injured yourself just having a good little ski jaunt. Well, it might have been, you know, martial arts and all the all the dancing and stuff adding up over the years. What martial art did you do? Muay Thai. Nice. I did and karate for, for like, uh, t- what's that? I did Kenpo for seven years. Oh, cool. So much fun. Oh, I miss I, it. I miss it. so addicted. Me too. Yeah, like actually doing the grappling to a tap out was so much fun. It was exhausting. It was the hardest workout I ever had. Oh my God. Else's body when they know what they're doing. Yeah. So you'd be so tired. And oh my God. Felt, yeah. You felt like you got the best workout of your life. <laughs> I had to quit because I, I, I ended up getting con- a couple of concussions. So it's like, okay, I'm getting too old for this. I got to stop. That was me Ooh. quitting football. <laughs> Where'd you play football? In high school? Uh, in high school, yeah. I was I was looking to play in college, and, and I just didn't want to sacrifice my body any further. I had already 
broken every finger and ripped the collarbones and done everything in my body and popped a couple ribs there too. Yeah, so I was just I was just over it. Well, that's good. Didn't you didn't be in rehab anymore because now we now we got you with the music. Yeah, <laughs> we brought him over to our side, <laughs> <laughs> and then we get crazy injuries there too. Oh golly! Oh, but it's so yeah. much fun. Yeah, on, on stage. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Diana was actually the first person I ever met that got turf toe during a show on stage. She wow. got she she got something that that took out football players for three months at a time, and she didn't even know what it was. We're going to get checked, and she's having somebody look at it, and she's like, "It feels like an ice pick right in the the joint of my big toe." And they'd maneuver, and she jumped out and wanted to punch him in the face. <laughs> and they go, "You have turf toe," and she hasn't hadn't heard it ever before. My and mouth I, fell open. I instantly went. Oh, and she goes, is that bad? I thought it was like a fungus thing at first because turf toe, like what, what is turf toe? <laughs> like I, fungus I, I know, I was like, I'm clean, I swear, I washed my feet, I promise. <laughs> and then I told her, I said, I said, Dion Sanders got turf toe when he was doing the, the shuffle after he scored a touchdown. He dis- dislocated his big toe and got turf toe. Yeah. And took him out for three months. Wow. It's not, it's not something to play with. I that mean, happened to me about two months into our Joseph tour, which was 15 months long. And my my high heel got caught in the opposite pant leg. While I was walking oh. down some stairs and I'm singing, you know, um, the, it was a 12 stair staircase. Looks like a pyramid. Anything on yeah. wheels. Um. In the middle of the stage, singing <laughs> Pharaoh's story at the top of my lungs. And, you know, I'm not looking down and looking up and I feel it get caught and I tried to adjust it. And then next thing I knew, I could feel my momentum going down and I tried to just catch myself. So I ended up just kind of punching, punching my foot into the floor. And I thought, oh, that didn't feel so good. And next thing you know, I was like, oh, I really can't walk on that. And it never was broken. But uh, just that little tendon there, those little floating bones underneath the ball of your toe. Yeah. Uh, they just got hit just right. And the only thing to let it heal is to just rest, which uh, we weren't going to do because we had just started a we tour. Only had, we only had 328 shows to do. Yeah, but I never missed one. I made it through every performance yep. of that entire tour, both days and I did. I did as well. <laughs> and, and the funny thing is her shoes, they gripped the ground. Mine were sneakers. So I thought I'd have amazing grip. Yeah. But when you're when you're on uh, the floors that we put down, the Marley, the Marley yeah. it was really slippery with sneakers. Uh, so okay. I'm running off the side with Joseph's coat on, and and it's trailing behind me. And I look in front of me, and I see one foot. I was like, "That's my shoe." <laughs> and then I see the other foot, and I was like, "I'm in the air." <laughs> I literally was trying to stop. I was trying to stop. I just saw my feet in front of me, and I looked down, and there I go down to the ground. Our our fog machine had been leaking just a little <laughs> bit of moisture under the bottom and it came out to where I ran out the side of the stage. So while she's getting too much grip, I'm slipping, landing on my back and they're looking at me like, are you okay? And I stood up, checked myself. Yep. Ran to my next <laughs> You know, isn't that, not the injury part, but that's what I love about live theater is all the crazy things that go on that you try to hide from the audience. <laughs> Oh, yeah, because it's, it's happening in real time. And, you know, yeah. we're human. We're, things happen. And, yeah. Oh, my gosh. The stories we could tell. Holy cow. <laughs> One time I walked on stage without my pants on. In, uh, in 17, <laughs> 1776, I was playing John Hancock. And we had all these coats and stuff. And, like, I had these socks that came up. And I walk out there, all regal. And I'm like, oh, crap. I have no, I forgot to put on my pants. 
That means you got to use John's hand to cover your. Yeah, yeah. Well, I had like on the, you know, I had like these goofy tights on. It just looked ridiculous. So, but fortunately, John Hancock sat behind a desk because he's like the president of the of the Senate, you know. So, like, oh God, at least I don't have to send, spend the whole play like this. <laughs> it just got you set up for all your Zoom meetings you were going to do the last sixteen months. You didn't have to wear pants for those. Either. I'm not wearing pants right now. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Diana, that, that reminds me, I got to tell you this. So back when we were in West Side Story, back almost in the last century, uh, I don't know what year it was. That. Anyway, uh, every night, like they gave you that dress that was too long for you. And every night when you're crying over, uh, what's his name? Dying. Your dress would get caught in the heel. Yep. Of your, and I'm standing right behind <laughs> you. Right. And I'm like, <laughs> and every night I'm going through this thing like, oh, my God, I should help her. No, Shank wouldn't do that. Uh, what do I do? <laughs> I was like, but that is the joy of being a woman in shows. Can I tell you that it just set me up for expectation for the rest of my career. I can't tell you how many shows uh, I was doing Jekyll and Hyde in Korea and had, they love their very extravagant costumes and sets and everything uh, in the, over there. And so my costume was huge for bring on the men. And I had this giant bustle and all this stuff. And I'm in the, the world's, largest boots you've ever seen and uh they were they had like a, a four inch lift on the front and like a six inch heel that i wore the whole show i got my heel caught in that bustle and my life flashed before my eyes i yeah. saw the pit which has a full orchestra in it so i mean all the players are out i i missed falling into the pit by mere inches oh, <laughs> inches because of that exact thing with a heel and a skirt and a Oh, I enjoy being a girl. Now, here's the question. <laughs> if you had to fall into an orchestra pit, what instrument would you prefer to land on? Ooh. I would, I would instantly drum, say pedal drum. drum. I would, see, now I would say drums, but all their stands are so pointy. Oh, that's true. P piano or keyboard. At least it's flat. flat. And yeah. you, you make a nice noise. You're like, <laughs> 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 you take out that poor violinist. They're never oh, going to be the same. And their violin probably costs thirty thousand dollars. Oh yeah, no, stay away from the strings. <laughs> oh yeah, right. Yeah, you could be in big debt. Oh <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, had, during during Joseph, we had one of our our friends that had to do a I call it the cheerleader stand, where he's standing. But two guys are under him with his feet right at their shoulder length, and he's up high standing. Yeah, I kept, I kept peeking my head out just to see if he'd go into the pit one day, because <laughs> he would always stand, and I'd see him do and a wobble. And you'd see him kind of wobble, and we're like, like, "Oh, don't oh, do it. oh, don't yeah, do it, yeah. don't do it." God. He gave me anxiety, and I wasn't <laughs> even having to do it. You know, oh, but he wow. did it every single time. It was amazing. Yep. So mm -hmm. I always, I'm always curious if you fell into a pit, where what would you like to land on, and then. You see those pits ball up and just pray. You see all those pits now have a lot of them have uh, neck Net. covers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that would be more awkward because then the people in the seats can still see you. Just, just like a fly. Should I continue yeah. struggling? You're struggling trying to get out. Get back on stage. Should I keep singing? I'm coming. Close every door. Yeah, you have to keep singing as you're like struggling like a bug. I mean, if you had a show that was all about follies and you had that happen every time, yeah, everybody would say, I was at the show when. Right, 
Right. I had a show once where I had an accident. I, I was nine to five and I ran on stage. We were on tour in Dayton, Ohio. I'll never forget it. And I just, the scene before is a kind of a dream sequence. And again, a little bit of water got on stage, but nobody could see it because, you know, things happen. And I come sprinting on stage in my giant, you know, Dolly Parton S heels. And I just feel my same thing like Ace. I see my feet fly up and I go, oh, and I just went straight down. Well, I disappeared behind a couch. So the all the audience saw was this little blonde thing run out and go, whoop, and disappear behind the couch. So they thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I popped up, readjusted my prosthetics and my wig, looked at my other scene partners and went, what? Keep going. And so we continued on with the scene. You know, it worked for the energy of the scene. But my friend's mom was at the show and he came back. She came back after the show and was like, oh, I loved the new fall you put in. It was so funny. Oh, my gosh. The audience thought it was amazing. And I went, well, you I hope you enjoyed it because that was the first and last time anyone will ever see it. I was black and blue from my heel to my head, all oh. down my left side. I hit full body. It oh hurt my God. so bad. They thought that she had a landing mat. <laughs> behind the couch oh right yeah it she was, hit behind yeah. the couch so perfect it was like she just <laughs> some great com physical comedy there yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't I, I like physical comedy but not that physical <laughs> and unplanned yeah yes <laughs> a little more rehearsed and uh safety cautious please <laughs> well i know you have to uh go work are you teaching these days or what are you doing? I am. I'm doing all sorts of things. I think this has been the year of try it all, do it all. So if it's an option and you have the time, this has been the time to pick it up. And yeah. a lot of stuff. I've done a lot of personal uh, custom construction things. I built a lot of homes before I moved from Colorado with my brother who did custom homes. And Diana actually became a professional mixologist. And she's virtually. been, she's been <laughs> virtually teaching huge classes anywhere from it could be eight people to a thousand people how to make, how to make cocktails. Drinks is that what you're going to go do now? Yeah. That is what I'm going to go oh do. Oh my now. God, how incredible. <laughs> <laughs> so when, it's, when it started, I was so excited because I, I love a good hang and a good drink. And she would, she would start it and she would make all these drinks. I tried to keep up. I was like, yeah. She goes, should I make a real drink? I was like, yeah, make a real drink. It's no big deal. I passed out at 4 p.m. the third day. I tried to keep He's up. Like, with I can't, the I can't do it. <laughs> I was done. I don't take naps. And this thing, literally, I was like, I, I thought I was awake. And she goes, you okay? And I woke up. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I can't keep up. <laughs> I don't need make, another margarita. <laughs> make fake drinks from here on out. Yeah, or they just they together. go into the sink, but. It is what it is. <laughs> Can't keep up with the true mixologist. Wow. It's yeah, been amazing. Yeah. We've yeah. learned a lot of different flavors for sure. Yeah, it's been fun. It's it's a great it's a great way to be creative. I'm still entertaining and meeting folks all around the world uh, that I I couldn't have met otherwise. You know, I taught a class the other day with people in India and to Poland to San Francisco. And it was just so funny that we were all across the world hanging out on a platform like this, you know, having How do a good you time sign together. Up? How do you sign up for your class? Well, there, it, the company is called Fancy Sips. So go to fancysips.com. You can book a private class or about once a quarter, we have a free webinar. So it's first come, first serve. So you can just come and hang out. We'll do three drinks and you'll kind of, you can kind of get a taste of what a, a per private class would be like. But it's just an approachable way to bartending and to mixology so that you don't, people don't feel like they have to have worked at a fancy bar or anything like that to know that it's not hard to make a, a really great cocktail, especially for yourself. And you don't have to know all of them. Just learn how to make one that you like. Yeah. 
or more love it. if you keep coming back. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. I love you guys are amazing. Um, hey. <laughs> it's so much fun. So much fun. I knew this was going to be a blast. Uh, so first date, the virtual Broadway musical opens on uh, Friday, July 23rd, 5 p.m. Pacific time. Figure that out. Okay. Uh, and then it runs through uh, July 25th. Five. Yeah. I'm going to be in France, so I'm going to have to make sure that I w- watch one of these that I can fit in. Cool. Do it. That's Thank be you. Awesome. We're excited to see what it, what it turns out. To yeah, it's so excited for you to go to France. That sounds so fun. Yeah, I know. I can't wait. Well, my, my, my wife is French and my son uh, is going to work there for a month. So we're just going to head. Awesome. With them. Yeah. Yeah. How fun. Yeah. 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 Well, um, if you're ever in San Francisco, give me give me a ring and uh, maybe we'll uh, wear masks and go have some coffee somewhere if you want. That sounds or, or mix or mixology. Can we, can we start with a clam chowder? We'll go to Mark yes. And get some clam chowder. <laughs> sourdough <laughs> and best, sourdough. Oh. Best I've ever had. Oh, we went there for our honeymoon. So. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Right on. Right on. Oh. Well, we will definitely call you next time we are okay. up in Northern California. Okay. We would love to see you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> It'd be great. I know you got to get going. Thanks so much. Uh, have, a, have a great you. weekend. And, Thank uh, you for having us, Ray. Yes. Yeah, we look forward to doing it again. Yeah. <laughs> no, let's do it again. I mean, if you want to do it like regularly yeah. every so many months or whatever, a couple of everyone's every two or Let three months. Let us know. We'll hit you when we got the next yeah. show. We're yeah, next forward. show. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Okay, time to go to work. (laughs) Time to go to work. Okay, bye. Well, wasn't that a lot of fun? I sure had a lot of fun. What, what two, two great kids, kids? Oh my god, that's my problem. Is like, uh, the the last time I spoke with Diana was many years ago, and then maybe one other short email thing, and so in my mind she's still like a teenager. Yet she's like. Uh, a very full-grown woman, and, uh, and I won't say her age, you know, but uh, you can figure out the numbers if you want. It's so weird when you haven't seen somebody in a long time, and in your mind, you think of them a certain way, and then you have to, wait a minute, they're all grown up. They're all grown up. What am I thinking about here? What, why am I thinking of them like a kid? They're not kids. And then when I realized that Ace is just a little younger than me, when I was in West Side Story all those years ago, oh my God, time flies. What is going on with time? It's the space-time continuum. Anyway, thanks so much for listening, everybody. I hope you're having a great, great day. And uh, I'm going to be heading off for seven weeks, but I'm going to broadcast remotely. I'm going to Europe. That's right, Europe. But don't try to rob my house because there are people still living here. Anyway, it's been a lot of fun. Hope you enjoyed that. If you uh, you want to contact me, send an email to uh, greenroomonair at gmail.com. Thanks again. And until next time, I will see you on the boards. Abiento! When you're weary, feeling small, when tears are in your eyes, I will dry them all. I'm on your side, oh, when times get rough.
Sei lá. Sei lá.